friends and as dilly would say foes but i don't know how likely it is that you guys are watching this but they either do. way trust me they do i am your host today aki hussein and i have my brother dilly hussein we are very excited today me particularly i'm sure dilly is as well but me particularly coming from a healthcare background to have a guest that i really identify with i really enjoy following and someone who i really want to share some ideas with and it's an absolute pleasure at the time of recording with it being yomul juma'a friday to be honored with the presence of brother abdul hakim better known by his instagram tag sunna remedies assalamu alaikum brother alaikum assalam it's a pleasure to be here alhamdulillah first and foremost and it's an honor for me to, the honor is ours it's always ours alhamdulillah the hosted hasan and yourself aki and alhamdulillah long time follower of five pillars sakhla khair alhamdulillah sakhla khair alhamdulillah it gives to the community may allah accept it from us all amin amin So look, we're really, really excited to have you on. I mentioned earlier that I'm excited particularly because I have some things that I want to ask you because I really respect um, your knowledge. I really expect the experience that you have um, in your field of healthcare. Um, but the first thing I want to ask you really is what advice would you give to someone who's really fat? Oof, subhanAllah. So you put me straight in the deep end, yeah? Yes. Okay, so in terms of somebody who is obese, obese yeah. or trying to lose weight, Um, no, not, not even trying to lose weight. Just fat. Just obese. Yeah. You're, you're the advice. Okay. My advice, Akhi, is the person who's fat, he has to understand that people who do, you know, who have obesity or who are overweight um, have a higher chance of, um, you know, uh, you know the receiving, say, for example, the bad news, whether it's cancer, whether it's high blood pressure, mm. whether it's diabetes, type 1, um, type 2, you know, type 1 is uh, genetic. Um, so you can see that being overweight carries a lot of risk you know and absolutely not risk no no not risk there is the risk has come and gone the risk i know it's kind of we know the thing is but umar umar dil he just had a stomach yeah, right. yeah. and uh, obviously he, he poked him subhanallah and he said to him what is this so the man said this is good living mm-hmm. so he said to them by Allah this is a curse yeah, so right. you know as a person who is overweight we have to, you know sometimes we live in denial yeah, yeah. you know we say yeah this is you know what's wrong with now you have this huge movement you know of you know um, overweight women yeah. you know and it's, it's fat it's, it's, well, it's, you know, it's fashionable fashion, it's trendy yeah, yeah, yeah. you know the size whatever owning it yeah, yeah. yeah owning it and to be honest I personally believe that this is this is encouraging people to actually uh, live a shorter life mm. and to, to kind of encourage their, their bad habits mm. whether it's pertaining to food uh, lifestyle and uh, we have a responsibility for people who are in healthcare have a responsibility and a due care to those people to actually not not kind of uh you know you know beautify it to actually tell them the reality that you look you are overweight it is unhealthy for you there are a lot of kind of uh, risks associated whether it's heart disease whether it's uh, like we said diabetes whether it's uh, cancer um, and we all know the the, the growing rates so of whether they mm. say one in three people will um, will have cancer mm. so this is something that is serious so we have to try our best to educate ourselves um, whether it's on an academic level or whatever level you that's perfect for yourself yeah um, and try to lose weight what about the fact that some overweight or many overweight people who are obese one of the things they actually fear the most and I would probably say this is number one is to actually get up and do something 
And it, cause it's tiring. But if I'm telling you now to drag, we were talking about it, wasn't it? dragging ourselves to gym. Of course. It's a mission it's a sometimes. It's a daily thing, yeah. Once you get in there, then it's on. But actually getting yourself from the yard to the gym is a drag. That's someone who goes gym on the regs and tries to keep, what advice would you give to someone who's obese, who's overweight and just fears that first step of exercise or cutting down certain foods or something? Okay. So when we want to make changes in life, um, a lot of people, when they do make changes, it's either all or nothing. So we want to go, like I said, for example, we want to cut out everything. We want to start going to the gym every day. And in essence, that is not the reality because we know, you know, bringing it back to Islam as well. Like I said, for example, someone might have an addiction, whatever addiction it may be. Mm. Um, and for you to tell that person, cut it out, go cold turkey. Not everybody can go cold turkey. So my advice is small steps uh, and gradual. So for example, you're, you're somebody who loves to eat out all the time. So five meals, you're out eating junk food. Reduce it down to maybe three, four. You know, go to the gym. If you don't like to go to the gym, find a sport. I always encourage brothers or sisters, males and females, find something that you enjoy doing. It doesn't have to be going to the gym and lifting weights. It could be, say, for example, I do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and I also go to the gym. But say, for example, I like mixed martial arts, so I do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Just got in, got that in nicely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, for example, you're someone who enjoys badminton. I don't care. It was just whatever you enjoy, yeah. Find something that, like I said, that you enjoy and pursue it. And if you find something, like say, for example, exercise doesn't happen, it's not limited to going to the gym and lifting weights. Does chest or darts count? No, no, no. Oh. Unfortunately, it doesn't, you no, know, no. Your, your, your heart rate doesn't increase that much for you. To, there's a thing called baby steps, but that's taken. What's it called? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, baby, we're talking about baby steps, but that's like, that's too little, yeah? So, so, so baby steps. So oh, baby steps. No, no, no. Yeah, no, chest, no, no, no. chest and darts. Chest and darts is like. No, no, chest and darts is. That doesn't qualify, my brother. No, we just want to clarify it just in case someone thinks, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join a chess club then what, like Hakeem said to do something. Then what? Monopoly? Then what? <laughs> no. Cool. No, no, okay, no, not that. You know, look, at the end of the day, you have to be moving enough for your heart rate to increase and for blood to be moving. And a majority of the illnesses that you will find, 70% mm. is blood related. Um, whether it's poor blood circulation, um, you have to understand everything that you do eat uh, gets digested and transported via your blood uh, or your lymphatic system. So, being active, um, especially when it comes to our, our sedentary lifestyle, mm. you know, we're, we're not as active as our, our forefathers or our mm. grandfathers who Absolutely. May, may have worked in the fields, 100%. may have worked underneath the sun, um, and that plays a huge you know, role in what foods they can eat or can't eat. The way they travelled. The way they travelled, like, constantly, whether it's for business, whether it's for leisure. That's right. Um, so, lifestyle, like I said, does play a, a huge um, role, you know, in pertaining to one's health. Mm. And you only have this huge movement of, you know, people want to achieve optimal health. What is optimal health? Um, and like you said, first and foremost, if you are overweight, you have certain, um, it's upon you to kind of research, to, to educate yourself. Uh, what do I need to do? Whether it is to prolong, you know, obviously we know, alhamdulillah, your life is already written, but mm -hmm. to, to live a good quality uh, lifestyle. You may have children, you don't want to kind of like, you know, be running with your children and you're out of breath. You know, lifestyle also, being healthy improves your lifestyle. You're able to do many things, whether it's with your children. Maybe, inshallah, Allah has written down for you that you're going to see your grandchildren. Inshallah. inshallah. Yeah, alhamdulillah, my, my father, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, bless him and give him a long life. Amen. 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 My, I still, I play football with my dad. Gangster. Do you understand? That's my dad, like, and my mom, alhamdulillah, my dad. And you know, to be honest, that's where I kind of get my, um, you know, healthy, uh, you know, lifestyle kind of, you know, I just... 
And from a young age, I'll always see my dad, how he would live his life. Your father's always encouraged that. He's always encouraged. He's always been someone who's health aware. Like we come from a family that's it's quite health conscious. Mm. Um, whether it's when we used to go to the mountains in Morocco, uh, my grandfather, I mean, I was going to the blessing, he had a farm mm. Mm. in the mountains and what types we, what foods we used to eat. Um, what, so part, what part of Morocco is your mummy? North, we're from, uh, from Banja. Okay. Um, but originally our parents are from, my mum is from, uh, and my father are from mountain regions. Okay. Uh, so in the summer we used to go back to Morocco. Uh, my parents used to take us uh, every summer. Um, and we used to spend, believe it or not, three weeks in the mountains. Me and my sisters, my mum and my dad. And it's an amazing experience. So yeah. obviously in the future we would love like for Sunni Remedies to kind of provide that experience for, for, for the Muslim youth or for mm. the youth here or for even normal folks mm. to actually come and see how people live and they lived into their hundreds and they were on like obviously we're going to talk about diet mm, mm, mm. um subhanAllah how they live and you know age of 19 he's still having kids they were healthy but, you know, we, and they and they t- even they used to tell us that we never heard of these diseases such as cancer we never heard of diabetes uh, we never heard of many of these illnesses that you talk to us about today. Um, so that's something that we can talk about inshallah, later on. You made a, an interesting point earlier, and that, that was some fantastic advice you gave because I noticed a lot of the advice you'd give to someone who's unhealthy or overweight was around the risk of their physical health. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's interesting because um, I heard nothing about how it is aesthetically as in looking good in society, being happy in the clothes that you're wearing and the opinion that people have of you appearance-wise. And it's interesting because you have a really uh, a loyal following of people on Instagram um, who follow the work that you do and the service that you provide ben in hijama. Weeks. Yeah, ben on, on uh, hijama and other your musculoskeletal therapeutic interventions that you offer to people, right? Um, and Instagram is a platform where a lot of people flex, yeah? yeah? Um, and... Given the opportunity with their top off, man or woman, they will flex different parts of their body. Mm. Um, how do you, as someone who also has a presence in social media, specifically Instagram, yeah. um, what would you advise people who are health conscious, fitness conscious, um, who come to you and have a very aesthetic driven uh, kind of motivation behind health opposed to how they feel on the inside? On the inside. Okay, cool. Um, sometimes people might come to us and um, if you look at them, they look healthy. However, what goes on inside the body mm. is a different case. Somebody might come in and he looks healthy, but in reality, he's sick. So my kind of emphasis that, you know, somebody like Methan, somebody might be in a gym and he might be lifting so much, so much weight. But if you ask him to do a, a press up or a chin up, he's unable to do that. So internally, and it's always this, it's not necessarily how you look all the time. It's what you put inside your body. Mm. Do you understand? That feeds your body on a, on a, on a cellular level. Um, so, okay, say for example, somebody might be eating healthy, might be exercising, and alhamdulillah, he could look good. He could have, you know, that we, what, what we kind of um, classify today as the ideal body. Yeah, yeah. But that's not always the case. Because na- But naturally, if you do eat well, if you do exercise, you are going to look good. Mm-hmm. But don't forget, like, with all these kind of human growth hormones that people are injecting into themselves, yeah. like, a lot of people come to us... The good stuff. The good stuff, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, no, you'd be yeah. surprised. A lot of people that are on gear, mm-hmm. like, like, like yeah. we like to call it, 
uh, these are the people that like to take pictures of themselves or like, I'm not saying everybody yeah. but there, are, there is a large proportion of people that but they look sick though innit yeah but yeah. It's, all, it's not real innit no no no, no. you understand it's not it's not like and is it real strength you know because you have to understand when you start injecting your body with steroids um, your body will stop producing uh, testosterone because now it's receiving it from the external mm. uh Source. In slight defense of the mandem who 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 use anabolics, right? Yeah. But my understanding from 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 friends and, and the cycles, and yeah, yeah, they it's not as if they start with a whack body, take steroids, and become tick. It doesn't work like that. Well, from my understanding, the guys get to a certain uh, level, they plateau, and then just to give them that extra boost, no. right? They 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 take it right now. I know there's guys who are habitually constantly on it. Cycle. Like, I know one brother. He's been on it since he was 16 years old. Yeah. 16. 16 and, and yeah, Dilly Hussein. I mean, I don't know why. It started so early. <laughs> no, no, no. It's another brother. It's another Dilly Hussein. It's another Dilly Hussein. There's a couple of brothers that I know that have been doing it like on and off for the last 10, 15 years. And you can see it's affected them. But certain guys that I know, they already had an established body. Just need that extra boost. Mm. So just like, don't want to write my mouth for taking it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's more for aesthetic stuff. You know, yeah. when, sure. talking, like, when it comes to talking about actual health, having a strong foundation, this is something else. Mm. Do you understand? So in terms of bodybuilding, now you're talking more about bodybuilding. Have you identified issues from your clients right, or patients yeah. that have come that look aesthetically nice, Yeah, yeah. And, but, but there's issues happening elsewhere? A hundred, bro, a hundred. Like, say, for example, I had a brother who was um, on some gear um, and subhanAllah, he was having issues with his libido, oh, yeah. um, obviously with his... Uh, yeah, he was having ED. Um, he had a lot of issues with his hair. He was losing hair. Um, emotional issues. So, uh, and he was on. He was on gear. Uh, I had a sick body. Yeah, he had. Yeah, he had quite. What we know as a, he, he, was, he looked he, strong. Yeah, he looked strong. He's in good he, shape. He, yeah, if we see him from the outside, he looked strong. Like he had, you know, the pecs, the the pack. Yeah. But in reality, that's what I said to you. What what you see on the outside is not necessarily what is what is always indicating. What's no, I hear that, bro. The body. I hear that. You know, so it's important. Like what we we have to kind of classify and define. What is optimal health? Is optimal health just based on looking nice, looking good, having a six pack, having pecs, having, is that really strength? You know, back home, subhanAllah, in, in, in Morocco, in the desert, you'll find people with lies, subhanAllah, like, he's slim, but this guy, if he holds you, you'll feel, you're, you're gonna feel his 100%, strength. 100%, but, but we got a <laughs> I you like this. Yeah, yeah, wallah, like, you feel him, you'll feel his strength, he's strong. Bro, we have grandfathers still out there in Bangladesh, working the field, but when they grips you. You feel, you, you he's gripping Very you. humble oh, diets. Right. Very active lifestyle. Pat you on the back. But he dislocate your arm with a shake. 67 year old man. Funky dada. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, real. My man. grandfather's for my real. grandfather's first cousin, yeah. He didn't we call him Funky, Funky Dada, yeah. But let me tell you something, he's eight years old, he's cut up and he's a strong man. Lovely. And he works in the rice fields. So, so yeah. And, and so, all, all he eats is fish, a bit of rice and a bit of lentils. Subhanallah, you can you see? Yeah. So now we're talking like like you've mentioned, but that's, a, that's an excellent example. So now necessarily not always and you don't judge a person or don't think to yourself, you know what, this person really looks good. Okay, this is what the optimal body should look like. Or this is, I always say to people like, you know, worry about in your internal body and how mm. your internal is and your exterior will kind of follow suit. Mm. Because naturally, like say for example, like the, the, the body the, the, the body that you described about the, what's his name? My, 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 my grandfather said Fonky Dada. Fonky Dada. Yeah, that's Dada it. is uncle yeah, in Bangladesh. Dada is, Dada, Dada is grandfather. Grandfather, Dada by him. Yeah, yeah, okay. Dada by, yeah. So yeah, like yeah. he said, like said, my uncle, my uncle, when I used to go to Morocco, I was quite, naturally growing up, I was quite butch, yeah. yeah? yeah. And uh, I used to go to Morocco when I used to go to the mountains when he used to live. Yeah. Like he was of a normal, normal frame, but actually this guy was shredded. 
six pack, uh, chest, arms, everything ripped. Lean. And I said to him, like, do you go gym? Yeah. He started laughing. He's like, brother, there's no gym in the mountain. <laughs> but all he done was labor, Sleep. manual labor, yeah. uh, walking, lifting. Compound. Compound exercise. Compound, yeah. And, and subhanAllah, he was ripped. He was shredded. And he was eating, like you said, like your normal kind of uh, diet, what, what they were accustomed to yeah, at yeah, that yeah. time. Um, so it's quite interesting, you know, uh, what is optimal health? What is the optimal body? Besides hijama, what else are you offering us? We do um, grassland therapy. What's that? Um, basically, it's a it's a tool. The guy, his name is actual. His name is Graston. Oh, founded he, in America, right? Yeah, founded in America, and he invented a tool. Um, generally speaking, we um, have muscle adhesions mm-hmm. that occur over time. I kind of described similar to like cobwebs, cobwebs between the muscle and the skin, and that limit your movement. And uh, so he designed a tool to kind of bring out the the muscle adhesion from the skin. Mm. Um, so that helps improve your, your movement, your mobility, especially when it's combined with the cupping. Uh, as you know, the body, every, like every illness, the cornerstone of every illness is chronic inflammation. Um, so we've tried how, how we've tried to kind of incorporate hijama with grass and therapy, whether it's acupuncture. Um, we've cut it, we've tried to integrate sports therapy and hijama together. And this is what we're working on, um, hopefully for the future, inshallah. Yeah. And also to educate for us, we want to provide a service not just um, exclusively to Muslims. You know, medicine should be for everybody, alhamdulillah. And Sorry. it's important that, you know, in the beginning phases, especially like now, hijama being a hype at the moment, um, people, are they doing it just for, um, and just because, like you said, celebrities might be doing yeah, it. Like Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps, a, Anthony Joshua. And all of a sudden, um, but to be honest, that's, you know, that's quite common, especially in amongst our Muslim community, because I'll give you an example. There's a doctor, his name is Dr. Morsley, I think. And he brought about the fact, Dr. Morsley. Okay. And uh, there was a famous BBC documentary where he spoke about intermittent fasting. And for me personally, it's quite sad to see um, our religion has provided us with so many kind of uh, answers, even pertaining to our health, pertaining to our lifestyle. For sure. But... Yet it took somebody from a non-Muslim background to claim he calls it he calls it he they basically call him the founder of the five-two diet. Mm. So where this doctor basically he was going through a phase where he found it hard hard to shift the weight, where he was you know feeling a bit unhealthy, and he said, you know what, I'm gonna try intermittent fasting. Mm. So he done a study where he fasted two days of the week, and he saw the effects of. Um, of, of the fasting on his body where he noticed that his blood sugar levels were maintained, um, where his, his weight, alhamdulillah, he started to lose a lot of weight. This, this, he started to see a lot of positive effects on his body. Mm. Now, who who used to fast? What is the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Mondays and Thursdays. Now, this doctor, what days do you think he's fasting? Mondays, Thursdays. Mondays and Thursdays. Why did he choose those two days? That's a good question. Okay, that's, that's, that's a good question and, and you can find it on it's out there for everybody to kind of do mm-hmm. the research and it's quite sad that now everyone's on intermittent fasting intermittent fasting is something that, that all the prophets used to kind of do we know that uh, Moses fasted I think it was 60 days before obviously he went to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Isa oh, alayhi the, the alayhi salam one day yeah Isa alayhi salam yeah Jesus alayhi salam Isa alayhi salam used to fast yeah. and we know now they even now studies say that fasting three days consecutively reboots helps to reboot your immune system mm. what helps to kill diseases what helps to kill off cancer your it's system. your immune system that's right so if your immune system like yeah, methylene black seed oil mm. it's when obviously now because how we've presented prophetic medicine and how we've uh, presented it to the world and, and, and 
unfortunately giving it a negative stigma because a lot of people do things and they don't know what they're doing. It's not just black seed oil. Like methylene, the Prophet said that black seed oil is, is, a, is a, a cure for every death, for every illness. How do you take the black seed? When do you take the black seed? Is your diet in correlation, you know, or how it should be for you to actually incorporate the, the black seed in your diet? Mm. You know, you can't be having black seed oil and hitting up Sam's two for two or uh, chicken and chips. You understand? So it's uh, people take um, like, like it could be in all matters of religion. People take one thing from the religion and they just apply it, not knowingly. Expect miracles. Yeah. And expect like when it comes to hijama, like, yes, the Prophet Sallallahu said that in, in, in hijama, there is a cure. That's right. And also there's many hadith pertaining to hijama and how the Prophet Sallallahu said that أحسن ما تدويتم به الحجامة, that the best thing that you uh, self-medicate or medicate with is hijama. But there's other things that the Prophet said, there's other hadith, whether it's black seed oil, whether it's honey. Honey is another thing that a lot of people, like unfortunately, people don't value honey. Like honey is underrated, but they don't know the, the value of a honey. Any honey or sidr honey? No, no, no. Sidr honey, no. The Prophet he, he never even drank sidr honey. And in terms of there's a hadith, and I'm going to bring it, inshallah, if I can give it to you, and you can post it maybe to your followers. Yeah, they sure. can benefit from it. The Prophet he ate a specific honey that smelled. And his one of his wives... They spoke about this in this particular particular hadith that the honey that he used to consume had a particular strong smell in in relation to this. I don't know, but I'll bring you the hadith, inshallah. Mm. But sidr honey, yes, it's a blessed tree because obviously a sidr al-muntaha, it's in the Quran. So people say, yes, it's a blessed tree. Like the olive tree is blessed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about the olive tree being blessed, mubarak. That's right. Um, But yeah, you can have, if you can get sidr honey, but the the main thing that, you know, that I like to kind of emphasize is that if you're going to consume honey, make sure that A, the honey is unpasteurized. Uh, B, it's not heated above, uh, I think it's 33 degrees Celsius because you don't want to denature the enzymes. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it's organic. Mm. Um, you know, for me, subhanAllah, I had a lot of opportunity bringing like honey from the, the Sahara Desert, from the Moroccan, the, the desert in um, Maghrib. And we could have brung, we could have bought a lot of honey, but for me to even bring it, people don't know the value. If you tell them, look, this is Moroccan honey from the desert, it's unpasteurized, it's medicinal. It's got a lot of herbs because you have it's to understand. It's a different honey. It's a different, why? Because what is, honey, what, what makes honey? What the bees pollinate from. So you could have, say for example, wild forest honey, or you could have acacia honey, where the, where the bee goes to that specific tree, whether it's the acacia tree, and then obviously turns that pollen into what we know today as honey. Um, so it's important. Yeah, I mean, the Prophet the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about honey from the mountains. Mm-hmm. Why? Because when, when the bees are in the mountains, actually, there's loads of herbs, there's so much medicinal goodness, uh, goodness and which the bees pollinate and turn into honey. Um, as, like, you get honey now in like Sainsbury's and Tesco. But what about Rouse honey and that? Okay, my advice, bro, I wouldn't take it that. It tastes good though, you know. Yeah, and it's we cheap. Call it, we call it sugar syrup. Yeah, if it's cheap, okay. it's you know, cheap. they say what they say that you pay peanuts, you pay peanuts, yeah. you get monkeys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bro, mad. So, with regards to, okay, you said that honey from Morocco wouldn't have taken off, but argan oil from Morocco has taken off. Yeah, because it's cosmetic. Because I remember my brothers used to go to Morocco, they should bring out stocks of argan oil and they should shut it off like 10, 15 pounds a bottle. Because it's cosmetic. Anything related to like cosmetic, i.e. it's good for the face. Yeah. Um, Dili's a makeup artist, isn't it? Yeah, mashallah. Yeah. Well, you have to show me your channel, bro. You've got to check Dili Moua. <laughs> that Insta channel, I don't tell people. <laughs> oh, is, is your face there or yeah, no? no yeah, behind the scenes. <laughs> so argan oil hits it. It's cosmetic, so that's why it's, it's kind of like rocket. Because obviously you know how we live in a day and age where 
anything to do with cosmetics and it's like beauty, women, and, things like beauty and stuff really takes off why because there's a huge demand for it mm. because of the society and it's not alhamdulillah it's not a, it's not something wrong for, mm. for a person to look nice and good yeah. now, now you've had you've had a number of uh, prominent guests mashallah you know uh, namely and recently you had Uthman Zaitar is that how you pronounce it? Uthman Zaitar yeah Zaitar Uthman Zaitar and who I nearly met in Abu Dhabi missed him by about 5-10 minutes um, Anthony Joshua yeah. is that is that like a specific clientele now that you're you're targeting? How 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 are those meets coming about? Uh, to be honest, when I first started um, hijama cupping and uh, sports therapy, I didn't even up until now my services are not targeted at you know the famous the, the athletes. Yes, I love you know I enjoy working with great athletes such as you know Uthman Zaitar, um, Abu Bakr Zaitar, uh, AJ Anthony mm-hmm. Joshua. Uh, all these fighters and all these athletes, you know, who are, who are, subhanAllah, have not basically made it to the main scene and that, inshallah, will make it to the main scene. This I enjoy. Recently, you've just got back from Morocco. Yes. I've been checking it. Is, so you've been with loads of boxers and kickboxers and MMA fighters. Yeah, alhamdulillah. So is it a thing that you're now trying to learn? Are you going to become the Muslim world's next uh, hijama guy for Muslim MMA fighters? Wallahi, akhi, I'd love to. I'd love to. Why not? But like I said, my services are not limited to the rich and famous. Or actually, for me, my services is. Especially me and my missus So we can afford your rates yeah? Of course Akhi, Of course a lot, a lot of people You know it might be a misconception Look when I first started hijama I didn't intend to You know yes I was always into health I was always into nutrition I had this obsession I started gym from like a young age From like 13 or 12 I was always trying to improve why, From a young age Akhi, Why? Because I saw Like I said I grew up in a household Which was quite health conscious mm. How much would you charge for three cups? No, we don't do free cups. We have so there's different kind of packages. So it is for the rich and famous. Then. No, 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 no. Of course, it's not. Achi. We don't charge per free cup. We don't. You know what, Asahi? We don't charge per cups. Okay. Like how, how, how do we charge your per then? session? We charge. So, say for example, depending on the package, you would, like say for example, I would you would come in. Yeah. I would. We would do health screening. Yeah. Uh, we'll do a, an assessment of your 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 medical history, and then we would charge based holistic. On that. Yeah, it's holistic. Actually, look, and you have to understand when we look at like I don't when I look at hijama and when I present hijama to my clients. Hijama is not the only answer. We like it. So, for example, when you come to me and you have a specific health condition, yeah, hijama is probably one of the mi- missing jigsaw puzzle. It's a part that of the treatment plan. Exactly, exactly. And and how we look at health is from a holistic approach. Like hijama by itself, yeah, it's fantastic. But okay, what's your diet like? Sure. Are you exercising? You know, are you getting in your right nutrients? Um, you know, from the from the, from the food sources that you're supposed to get them from. Use your diet plans. No, we don't do diet plans, but actually, like I said, we but do. But you inquire. Yeah, we inquire, we yeah. advise people, and we do. Like for me, actually, I wouldn't want to make it another service. For me, I give from my knowledge to my patients. Yes, I charge for my services, but there's certain services that I give that I don't charge for. Mm-hmm. Why? Because, like I said, I also want to give back to the community. If I wanted, if I wanted to do, I always tell people, if you're looking to, if you're looking to make big money and be a millionaire via sports therapy or hijama, you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong lane. Mm. Like you're not going to be a millionaire. Like and obviously people might see, you know, what we do online and they, auto- maybe not all, not all people, but some people might automatically think that just because I do AJ, he's giving me access to his account or like, just, some, you'd be surprised some people are like that online and it's a thing of like don't be fooled like and I always tell people don't be fooled by appearances on social media like mm. alhamdulillah I'm a simple person like inshallah I'd like to think of myself that I mix with everyone and you know we try to be humble and we try to be simple but my services are not like you know alhamdulillah yes I do um, social influences yes I do athletes and alhamdulillah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has provided me uh, with that platform mm. and 
you know, for me to actually publicize it and to actually push Hijama into the front stage and into the into the, into the limelight via these individuals. Via these individuals, because like I said, unfortunately, Muslims only jump on the bandwagon when celebrities do or when celebrities doing cupping or when athletes are doing cupping. Like with most things, right? Yeah, like say for example, now the beard. All of a sudden, for an example, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, the beard is fashion. Yeah, everyone's rocking a beard, like even rappers or yeah, yeah, yeah. or for example, intermittent fasting. You know what? Let's all do intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, popular be- culture. When something becomes popular culture, everyone's on it. Yeah, but it's so sad, bro, because like... With Muslims, I find it more so because... Look, we're followers, man. We're, 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 it was there for you before that. Exactly. You know what I mean? In, in divine source texts, in the Quran and the Sunnah, it's, it's mentioned there. Fasting, hijama, and, and many other... Honey. Honey, everything. But we we wait for that hype. Yeah. And I think it's more reflective of an inferiority complex that we have. I agree, like, I that, agree. That we need... A non-Muslim celebrity, or even just non-Muslims, period. It needs to become popular before we access it ourselves. And it's interesting because people need it to become popular culture before they access it. And obviously, when it is non-Muslims and famous figures and and important personalities, that's when it becomes valid for them because they see hijama and these things as really traditional, old school forms of backward. They see it backward. It linked too much to spirituality. And this is, sorry to interrupt you, but this is a really, really good segue to something I wanted to ask you because I'm a physiotherapist. Um, I do hijama as well. And a massive part of our practice and everything you said earlier with regards to how you have a holistic approach, you and your wife, and how you objectively and subjectively assess people with regards to everything about their life. Yeah, um, These are signs of a, of a really thorough, good healthcare practitioner. So may Allah give you more, bro, and, 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 and maintain that for you as well. We have the right teachers around us. We have the right mentors. Well, like, yeah. we, you know, nothing is from us. You know, we have, alhamdulillah, we have a support system. Exactly. You yeah. know, alhamdulillah, we, we, look, like I said, you know, we, we try our best. We're sincere mm-hmm. and we have a, a vision. Yeah. And alhamdulillah, everything is from Allah. Wallah Nothing is from ourselves. Absolutely. You know? And you know, what I want to ask you is a, a massive part of our practice, uh, especially if you've been, if you go through like the physiotherapeutic kind of route, a qualification, doctors, whatever it may be, is evidence-based practice. Yeah. Um, and how much of it can be um, substantiated? Yeah. How much of it can be qualified as being factual? through research, through testing. Um, isn't this a real gap for hijama? It is, it is. Um, as we know, science is always catching up within itself. Um, subhanAllah, we knew, just an example, the Prophet one of the sunan, uh, when a baby is born is, you know, the dates. So you put a little bit of dates and you put it on the, the tongue or the, yeah. the inside, on the inner lip. So even science has caught up and there's been research that if this, the child has caught glucose, it helps with his brain development in the future, uh, less chance of him uh, catching Alzheimer's or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Brilliant. So this is from the Sunnah. So, okay, so for example, science, the, the scientific evidence or research might not be there, but that doesn't negate the, the, the benefits of hijama because yes, Turkey, Turkey's in, because we have to understand, you know, we live in a, in a society where the pharmaceutical industry is a huge movement. Mm-hmm. The biggest drug dealers in the world. They're huge. the biggest drug dealers, bro. The biggest legal drug dealers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Biggest then, in the world. Uh, of course, Akhi. It's just obviously they're doing it legally, innit? Yeah, in a corporate manner. Exactly. And um I'm not I'm not say, I'm not negating the fact I don't obviously say yeah, an example in terms of I don't totally negate the whole of the industry, but the majority we know is built on um, you know, masking the symptoms of an actual disease. Um yeah, one one tablet I spoke about this uh, previously, I think it's uh, statins. One ta- one tablet actually makes the industry probably 
two billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's one tablet, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you understand? So, um, and how many statins are there? Millions. Do you understand? <laughs> Uh, it, look, in, in, in terms of research, yeah, Turkey, look, we, we know that research requires money and you don't make money from a healthy person. So imagine, say, for example, methylene, this hope, inshallah, like, you know, we, you know, you know, hijama and research into hijama, wet cupping, particularly, yeah, there's a lot of research studies in it pertaining to dry cupping, dry cupping yeah. but we want to see what effects does, does, does wet cupping have on the lymphatic system. We know the lymphatic system is the natural um, sewage system of the body. You have pathogens, you have, you know, things that shouldn't be in the, because the, the lymphatic system and the blood system work very closely together. Mm. We want to see, we want to research what effect does wet cupping have on the lymphatic system, on the, on, on the blood, on the quality of the blood, on the white blood cells, the red blood cells, the immune system. Uh, what does hijama, what does wet cupping do to chronic inflammation? As we said, chronic inflammation is the cornerstone of every disease, including cancer. Mm. What does hijama do? Why did the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that ahsan, the best thing that you um, can can medicate with is hijama? Wallahi, you even find a lot of people of religion, wallahi, they, they, dis, they dismiss hijama. Maybe that could be uh, a weakness in particular ahadith that they found. Mm -hmm. But we want to know, like Turkey, so for example, Turkey done a study um, comparing the blood. Like even you have doctors now, subhanAllah, you have doctors saying that, you know what, it's actually good to lose blood. But is losing blood or is donating blood the same? That's another point of argument. Is donating blood and giving blood through hijama the same? Mm -hmm. We know that when you, when you give blood as a blood donor, you're extracting the blood from the venous vein. Mm -hmm. But when we're doing hijama, we're not doing that. Do you understand? Of course. So when you're taking blood out, that's oxygenated blood, blood yeah. that is rich in white you're blood cells. You're just giving blood. You're just giving blood. Yeah, but blood that you could do with. Yeah. <laughs> from, from an Islamic. I see that as sadaqah. From, it's yeah. good to give yeah. blood. It's always good because you, you might have a certain blood type that you know that that's is in demand. And your body will produce blood. And your body will produce. That's that's good because you could and you could have the intention that is sadaqah. But, but from an Islamic point of view, why would that even be? From a scientific point of view, I can understand why that debate. Is required, is needed, is maybe taken. But from the Islamic point, it's, it's a non-argument. There's this, no. there's, 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 there's hadith numerous that, that talk about hijama and, no. and the blessings and, and, and in it. And whereas bloodletting from anywhere else, there's nothing about that. Bloodletting is also classified as hijama as well. That's right. Yeah. It's yeah. Bloodletting, wet cupping. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so let me ask you something. From a procedural point of view, from a scientific biological point of view, what's the difference between hijama? And what the Europeans you should do by putting slugs on your body? It's the same. It's not, it's, first of all, it's not slugs. Yeah, it's, because that would be just disgusting. They call it, uh, it was a, it's leech, a leech. 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 Yeah, they, they use leeches. <laughs> they use leeches. But in, in the Prophet's time, they would also use. You know, a lot of people ask, okay, why, how did they do it in the Prophet's time with horns? So manual was, vacuum, yeah. Manual vacuum. So that's yeah. why in one case, the Prophet he saw a Sahabi who was ill and he said to him, do hijama. But he said, what did he. There's a specification. He said, Go to somebody who would go to a young couple. Why? Because his lungs are bigger, strong. Are bigger and stronger. Yeah. So the suction. So look, when we look at like, when I look at, say, for example, Nusul's texts, Islamic texts, mm. I like to look at them and, 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 and look deep into them. Like, say, for example, like, yes, hijama is uh, physiological, medical, uh, but it also it's spiritual. You know, that's Absolutely. another thing that we don't even look at. Hijama is very spiritual. Course, you know, like Sometimes the, we add too much science to things. And yeah, so, and so, as so much reason it's good, it's religion. good, it's good. But we should also accompany our religion. Alhamdulillah, like the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when he, on Laylatul Isra, when Mi'raj, when he went from Masjid Al-Aqsa, mm -hmm. and he went, he prayed with the prophets, mm -hmm. and he went to, to, to receive the Salah. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Every heaven he descended, what did the angels tell him? Hijama advise your Ummah with Hijama. Yeah. Advise your Ummah with yeah. Now, we have to ask ourselves, 
So on 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 the Prophet Sallallahu way to receive the prayer, which is the most important pillar after the Shahada, mm-hmm. on his way down, he was given the, the the advice by the angels regarding wet cupping. So hold on a minute, that's mad. That's we very have, mad. That's that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So there must be something significant. There must be something significant. And the effects of hijama on the body, we may not know them now, but maybe later on in in, in, in life, or if we're alive, or if we're dead, it's, things may come out. Turkey, like, sorry to bring it back to Turkey. Study, Turkey yeah. invested uh, um, some money into to, into studying, mm. um, comparing the blood that was taken out via the venous vein and the blood that was taken out via uh, cupping, the yani hijama. Okay. They found that the the blood that was taken out via the venous vein had um was rich in white blood cells and red, red blood cells, and the blood that was taken out via hijama had a considerably less amount. Of uh, healthy blood cells and red blood cells, so already that you could see some difference. Mm. I personally believe that it's only a matter of time. Um, you know, we need obviously uh, m- much more research needs to be carried out yeah. uh, for people to take it, inshallah, more seriously. Uh, inshallah, it's the future. Mm. And for me, I don't believe it's the only solution. You have you have exercise, you have nutrition. This is something else that's quite controversial now, especially with the huge movement of veganism and vegan and the game changer. I'm sure you've sort of heard about mm. the game changer. And so, subhanAllah, it's, it's a whole package. So when we look at health, it's important that we look at health first and foremost on a holistic approach and on in, and on individual basis. So everybody is different. Not not every human body is the same. Something that might be good for, for, for Brother Aki might not be good for you, Dili. Mm. So we have to, like... It's very, very important that we treat the individuals as individuals. Mm-hmm. Not every person is the same. Yeah, there might be certain guidelines. You So you have an equation. There might be certain equations, but you might need to tweak a little bit of things over here and there and change something there and there. Every profile is different. Exactly. But yeah. it's something that transcends and is applicable to all people. As a foundation, yes. Yeah. 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 Look, like, don't, like, don't take cooking. Exactly. Like Method, or, or, you know, avoid of your... <laughs> Before we move into like kind of veganism and, and yeah, narcos, yeah. Before, like, before we move into kind of veganism and vegetarianism and all that, there is one thing I still wanted to ask you. Yes. So you know when you're doing uh, hijama on the likes of Anthony Joshua and uh, you know, so I'm assuming th- th- these these arrangements came via referrals. Referrals, so, alhamdulillah. So people yeah, recommended you, people yes. close to me, like mutual friends. Yes, 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 alhamdulillah. And I, I, how, what kind of conversations are you having with, with, with Prophet Islam, with Mandan, like Anthony Joshua? Like, right just, you know what, Akhi, like, I like, like with every patient again. You treat them like a patient? Like a treat, like a, like a patient. Like, and they like that as well, isn't it? They like you for you to talk to them about normal things, for you to talk to them about health as well, because obviously they're athletes. Yeah, yeah. They want to hear your take on health. They've come for a service. Yeah, they come for a service. And, you know, for me, wallahi, Akhi, in my in my many years of, of being a practitioner, I like to develop friendships. Mm. Like, for me, my clients become my friends because you have to understand when you're dealing with clients you're dealing with a human being mm. these human beings have uh, a mental aspect and a physical aspect Spot on. and everybody's on a journey when it comes to health every every single person whether it's any all of us in this room we have a journey and uh, that journey along that journey you may suffer ups and downs and those downs may be mental those downs may be insecurities so I, yani, alhamdulillah, I deal with people on a personal level. Like I have, I develop a rapport. So for me, my clients are not just my clients. My patients are not just my patients. Inshallah, like they become my friends. They become like, we have a rapport. Like we get to know each other. Um, I follow up, you know, how are you doing? You okay? Um, subhanAllah, some people, wallah, some people just come to me just to talk. 
Mm. Like we've had people, subhanAllah, like, you know, have, who have mental health. Like you have to understand health is not just a physical aspect. Health is also mental. Like we have a huge, Absolutely. you know, people suffer from depression. People suffer from some suicidal thoughts. Like I get a lot of patients. Like, you no, no, we don't know. Stay away from Rukia, man. Like, <laughs> not to say, like, you know, Rukia is quite controversial, is, is there, man. Is, is there no Hassanat in Rukia? Why? You're bringing me into so a different I'm, arena, bro. I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know what happened. Where, where, where we in the oh, podcast? Hassanat, what Hassanat, Akhi? You know what is, even before, even before, you know, there's Hassanat in Rukia or whatever, Akhi, there's always been controversial. Um, but is it something that people have come to you for? Do they you ask me, it? they ask me, and I say, no, I don't do it. Actually, you know, for me, I, I just prefer to keep it to cupping, sports therapy. You know, I don't like to go into anything that's controversial. Me personally, and this is, you have to understand, especially when it comes to Rocky, there's a lot. Why of, if someone offered you big dollar though? Nah, bro, I don't care. I, and, you know, there's a lot of people like, I used to know, I used to know. You know, it's so mad because obviously if I do talk about certain things, no, no, it's not, 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 you know, look, I used to know people that couldn't even read the Quran, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to be real with you guys. Like people yeah. that couldn't read the Quran, mm. people that have even issues with Tajweed, yeah. not to say stuff for like anybody can do Ruqya, mm -hmm. but as in for you to be like charging pff, what, 300 pounds for a day, mm. like, look, I'm against any exploitation in it. Like me, I don't like. Me, look, we have to understand what you don't like to be done to you. Don't do to others, in it. So, are you saying you stay away from Rukia because of the abuse that certain Rakis have done, or because of the issue of uh, the fiki, um, the fiki, no fiki, the the the, the, the khilaf in possession and attachment? No, no, no. I just like look. You want to stay away from. I just want to stay away from. Yeah, yeah, for you. me, Akhi, because like I don't. I believe people can do Rukia for themselves, in it. Yeah. Do you understand? And if, if say, for example, you're in a position where you can't do Raqiya, then maybe you can go to a, a, a Raqi. And to be honest, I don't, it's a responsibility. Like any responsibility that I know that I don't like and I don't want to take on, I'm free, alhamdulillah. I'm, so you I'm, don't even signpost people to Raqis that you No, there, there, is, there is one or two Raqis that I would recommend, okay, that I trust. Okay. You know, one Bangudi uncle in my area, alhamdulillah, okay. who I know, he's an uncle, but he's God-fearing. Um, I've known him for many years. He's somebody who attends, you know, the Jama'ah, mashallah. I trust him. I trust, and he's an older man. He's not a young boy that you know. Uh, you know, a, a girl's gonna Who's come. Gonna a, put a, it on a his sister's gonna story. come. He's gonna feel, yo. You know what? She's nice. Achi. The man's gonna do a rocket for her and yeah, take yeah. her. Let's keep that ghost in there. Yeah, yeah. Do you understand? but this is the reality, yeah, yeah, yeah. bro. For me, I personally advise. Yani, I would fall with a raqi who I trust. And look, we have to understand we're human beings. We all have weaknesses. Don't put yourself in a position where. You know, you're going to bring heat to yourself, innit? Mm -hmm. And if you can't handle the heat, then get out of the kitchen. No, alhamdulillah, brother. But that, you know, that's, yes, that's, that's a really good approach you've taken because what you basically said is look, I'm going to stay away from this because there's people out there who I trust. Let them carry on doing what they're doing. I am an expert in my field, yeah. which is hijama, grassland therapy, yeah, sports sport, therapy, acupuncture, muscle rehab, tension release, you know, nutritional advice. I keep it, I keep it like that. This is, this, and this is for me, yeah. this is what I enjoy. I went to uni, alhamdulillah, I got a bachelor's degree and I qualified. But this in is what? In criminology, I done law. I done law in my first year LLB, um, and I transferred to a criminology degree. Alhamdulillah. Um, even while I was doing that, I was always interested. This this is something that was just part of my life. This Lifestyle, was yeah, I enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. This is and for me, I never ever imagined in a million years. I was I done my CELTA after uni. I went to Saudi. Mm. I, I taught there in a university. In a, I didn't teach English, and mm. I, was, I was studying a little bit of Islam, and mm. and subhanAllah, I never ever like imagined that I would be doing what I'm doing now. Even Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Look Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Guide you to particular paths Absolutely And I thank You know subhanAllah You know what it is I thank I'd like to take this opportunity To thank all those people 
uh, that's how who were instrumental, whether in a good way or a bad way, that try to, you know, you always get, like you said, the foes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and because of them, and first and foremost, first and foremost Allah's planning, that I actually took hijama uh, and sports therapy and, and, and cupping full time because I never, I, I, I've I done it part time. As you know, I've done it part time for a while. And then alhamdulillah, certain things happened in life and I was forced to kind of take in it full time. Mm. And I thank those people directly and indirectly. And alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, it's, it's providing for you well, yeah? Alhamdulillah, look, I'm not saying that I'm a millionaire, but alhamdulillah, look, I live in it. For me, I'm living. Alhamdulillah, for me, I have, I have a roof over my head. Alhamdulillah, my children, alhamdulillah, are good and healthy. Alhamdulillah, that's what more do I want, brother? Alhamdulillah. You know, I'm driving my, my little car, simple car. Yeah. For me, I, I'm generally a simple person anyway. Like, even if I had, like, some people, you see them, that's... Whatever, whatever rocks your boat, innit? If you want to wear Balenciaga, mashallah, that's, if you got the money, do your thing, innit? Yeah. If you want to wear Gucci, khalas, if you want to wear red, red boots, you know, the red boots. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, leaving yeah. blood on the streets. Yeah, achi, no yeah. problem, bro. Whatever, achi, look, for me, achi. Oh, oh, you make me feel bad now. No, no, it's good, achi. No, look, if you got the money, bro, why not, bro? Yeah. Look, for me, I'll give you. It was gifted to me. Look, for me, like, alhamdulillah, whatever you enjoy, innit? Yeah. Like, this is alhamdulillah, if it's halal, it's good, achi, tayyib, marhaban, do your thing, bro. Yeah, yeah. But as in that, for me, as a person, I'm not that type of person, innit? And that's how I've been from a young age. Excellent. Different people, like different things. I might enjoy other things. I might like my bikes. You might be someone who's into cars. You know, for me, I like super bikes. Or you, you might be in. Everyone's power is different, but you might have different hobbies. You might be collecting watches. But we've been doing opals of yourself. Yeah, they, these are people around us. What do you like cars? Well, he likes cars. We know a brother who is very much so into his super bikes. He's a very, very close family friend. Okay. We have someone in our family who is very much so into his watches. No, no, so you know, Dilly, uh, you know my, my, my clients, my clients <laughs> that come to you. Everything they just make I'm like, what? Look, look, you know, no, because I, you know, <laughs> I, like I deal with a lot of people. That's why, alhamdulillah. Yeah, I deal yeah, with people. Yeah. Actually, look, people, you have to understand it. You deal with a community. You know, people basically, have different reasons. Basically, saying you're typical. Actually, whatever tickles your fancy. I have certain permissible likes. Alhamdulillah. Why not? Why not? Things are gifted to me anyway. Alhamdulillah. Stay you. Bye, 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 my wife. Bye. <laughs> not, 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 not even for my But look, okay. So, so moving on to kind of like veganism, vegetarian diets. Like me and my brother, we were on a keto diet. We used to on keto. Yeah. And it worked wonders for us. Yeah. And like, we we showed a lot of body fat. We incorporated intermittent fasting as well. Uh, but that aside, veganism and vegetarianism, and this new kind of hype, like. Yeah, I don't really eat much meat anymore, bruv. Or like, bruv, you know what? I've locked off meat now. Yeah. But that evening when chicken and chips gets ordered, the guy's looking into them drumsticks. Yeah, you know <laughs> he's, he's, he's looking, giving them like a he's, look, he's yeah. looking into it. <laughs> How much meat do you consume? Okay, I don't really consume a lot of meat. I'm going to be honest. I'm not really... What even, do you mean? But what is not a lot of meat? Okay, I'll probably have it in Eid. I'll probably have it in special occasions. But even as even before yani, adopting a healthy lifestyle, I never ever like kind of enjoyed meat. Why? I just don't like it. Interesting. What, what chicken, lamb, beef? I don't like it. I, I prefer like, yeah, chicken. I used to eat a lot of chicken. Um, fish. I love fish. Mm. I do love fish. But me, actually, I've never really been someone who's like typically like a meat lover and who loves to eat meat. But in terms of the keto diet, look, uh, you mentioned that you are on a keto diet or if you're still on a keto diet. The keto diet was first um, tested uh, on kids that had uh, epilepsy. That's right. And it actually worked wonders. Mm -hmm. um, so that's how it kind of started off. Um, also, you have uh, many, many uh, scientists that are actually talking about how keto helps to kill uh, cancer. Why? Because obviously... Have you ever done keto? 
I have never no, I haven't done keto, no. Alhamdulillah. I don't, me personally, I, like, I believe that. Have you had good things about it? Yeah, I have, I have. But look, like I said to you, not everybody is the same. Do what's good for you. Do you understand? Yeah. As long as you're eating whole foods, as long as you're eating whole plants. Look, I'll give you an example. Yeah? Mayonnaise, donut, them things there. Yeah, that stuff, I can eat it day and night. Yeah. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but um, look, I, I, like I said to you, I'm, I, I personally believe, because like, obviously this is a very, very um, touchy topic. I'm not. I'm not a vegan. Um, and I don't why is it a touchy topic? I don't understand. Because, yeah, because but, 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 but you're right. Because people like, do... vegans, yeah, look, vegans, yeah, actually, like they'll bombard you. They'll actually they force it down your throat. Like different people, like whether it's look, you have look, you have new movements. So you have the ketogenic diet, mm. which is um, seventy five percent fat, twenty five percent protein, and the rest carbs. Yeah, five yeah, percent right. carbs. Yeah. Um, you have the carnival diet, believe it or not. Now that's huge. That's really taken off. You should look at it. Yeah, the, the carn- carnival diet. The carnival diet. No, we're just, not carnival from last. Not carnival. Like not, 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 for me personally, I believe the early that man the diet. Yeah, the early, yeah, 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 the caveman diet. They would yeah. put it the caveman diet. But even though the cavemen, they would eat what was available to them. And it's not very not, often. And not very often. And they would fast for long periods of time. Look, even like, say, for example, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi in my research, yeah, this is something that's, you know, not. Look, I could be wrong, but this is for the research that I've done. It will value it regardless. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the Sahaba, they would have a mainly uh, flexitarian diet. And I've spoken about this in the previous Dilly's podcast. A, Dilly's a flexitarian. Yeah, not that, not that flexible. Oh, not that see, flexible. See. Look, look, the majority, the bulk of the diet, and I'll say it again, the bulk of the diet is a mainly plant-based vegan diet. Right. Okay, yeah? Like, like so whole, whole, whole plants. Okay, look, so, the, so the prophet said we should have bread? Yes. But uh, you have to understand, bro. Dates? Okay, stop on bread. Stop on bread. Okay. Stop on bread. The You know, we have grains, yeah? Yeah. The grain that we have now, has been severely genetically modified and cross-contaminated. It's because like the amount of grain they have to produce. Yeah, the amount of you have to understand since the industrialized pe- pesticides and all that. Yes, since the industrialized since the industrialization of food and you know producing food to meet demand, uh, so we have to produce it in larger amounts. So the grain of today is not the grain of the of course, of course, of course, of course. Of course. You have different types of grains. You have you have you have you have wholemeal. You have barley, mm-hmm. um, and we and look. Why do you think so many people are gluten intolerant? Why now they they, they haven't. The research come out saying that gluten causes chronic chronic causes inflammation, causes an inflammatory response. Um, you have to understand the food that we have present uh, in, this, in in today is not the food that we had back. Do you understand? Even there was a study where one cucumber is equal to around 26, 27 cucumber, cucumbers nutritionally of today. One cucumber. And this was maybe 60, 70 years ago. So we have to understand food has, because because of the industri- the severe industrialization of food, the, the quality has been compromised. Like, like methylene. There's no, there's no problem with eating meat on, like, say, for example, weddings. It's an occasion, and we know that the Sahaba, uh, not all the time, and because, like I said, they, you know, uh, circumstances, they were poor. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to say. So, was, was, so, so, and the Prophet said he did enjoy it. He didn't enjoy the shoulder of a lamb, yeah. but at the same time, look, you have to understand, they were fasting, bro. Uh, there was, they were active, they were moving consistently. They weren't big eaters. They weren't, they weren't big eaters, bro. And you know, the, until, this, they got, until they got to Damascus, bro. Then yeah, but you know, look, even Subhanallah, even but Omar, what did he say? There's many narrations. That he wouldn't he, he, yeah, he like about meat yeah. about meat and he was and there's a hadith um 
where uh, Albani commented in terms of the the, the Prophet Sallallahu said that the meat is the poison and and the milk is the cure. And, and the scholars have said that not necessarily doesn't mean don't eat meat, of course, as in reduce the consumption of meat. Um, but look, like I said, a flexitarian diet is key. Is it, for me personally is important and is optimal. And be careful like of the quality of food that you're eating. Make sure that if you are going to eat wholesome organic. wholesome, organic. And like I said, look, it's hard. So that's why... And expensive. And expensive. That's why typically you could say that being a vegan, quote unquote vegan, is ideal. And is the best of the worst. Why really? is the best of the worst? I'm saying but it's not optimal. Like growing up, like in Morocco, like I said to you, and I'll, and I'll uh, reference that because why? Because it's something personal and it's something that I've seen mm-hmm. and I used to go every year and it's not just something that is just based on qila wa qalina or hearsay. When I used to go to Morocco, I used to go to the mountains, like I said, and people used to consume, like I said, a mainly plant-based uh, f- fruits, vegetables, nuts, healthy grains. Mm-hmm. But when they did, when they did consume... So where does couscous fall into this? Okay, healthy. It's a healthy grain. It's a grain. It's a grain. Couscous is a grain. Is there a kind of couscous that's not healthy? You have to understand. It's how how it's produced. Okay. How is there is it is how is there any human intervention? Look, it's all de- it all depends on human intervention. Has the grain been has the grain been genetically modified? Has it been mixed with something else? Has it been crossbred? Mm. Um, why do you why do you gun curries? For? Okay, look here we go again. Are okay, you gonna, that's you know what. Alhamdulillah, you've brought that up. Yeah. How are you gonna gun Okay, curry? you. It you, tastes better than tagine, bro. Nah, I disagree, bro. <laughs> I disagree. Come to my house. <laughs> come to my house for a tagine. But you know what? Don't get me wrong. I Alhamdulillah, my, one of my brother in laws is Pakistani. <laughs> um, alhamdulillah. His dad, Alhamdulillah, is a serious cook, man. Can you have a healthy curry? Yeah, of course you can. Have you ever tried a healthy curry? Of course I have. Alhamdulillah, my mum makes healthy curry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah. Oh, you look, oh, look it's, you, you can make any type of food healthy. It depends what you put in it. I love I love Asian food. Why? Because Asian food has it's got a lot of flavour. It's not dry. Yeah. Do you understand? It's not bland. Yes. But, but, like I remember when I was in uni, we had a, we had a, a dinner, an annual event. And one of the brothers ordered curry. Wallahi, I'm not gonna lie. They bought it in buckets. Yeah, yeah. This much was oil. was oil. Yeah, yeah, the good stuff. Come on, bro. Yeah, yeah. You telling me that's good, yeah, bro? Yeah. It's so that he wanted American army to come and occupy. Yo, the like, I've seen that meme, man. <laughs> it's true, bro. Like that's not healthy, bro. Do you understand? Look, you can like say for example, if you have a sweet tooth. There's always answers you can say. For, if you have, I have, a, I have a sweet tooth. You can have. You can alhamdulillah reinvent the wheel when it comes to that. You can have a healthy dessert. Mm. It's, but like I said, don't we eat too much? We, we graze like cows, and our body's not designed to graze. Our, our body, genetically speaking, like look, we have, we have narrations of prophets eating one meal a day. Uh, the Salaf Salih, they would eat two meals a day. Like you don't need to continuously graze. Uh, you know, give your body and look. We have to understand that fasting is a part of our religion. When you go for long periods without food, your body focuses attention on less on digestion and more on healing. We have to understand we've got a lot of dead cells. We've got a lot of problems. You know, cells that are damaged. You know, uh, you know, your, the body works on, uh, you know, identifying those cells and destroying them. Don't eat too much. We shouldn't be eating. Look, so say for example, on top of our problem is not just eating meat. We eat, we graze all day. We eat meat. The meat is not the meat is not clean. It's not grass fed. It's not organic. Um, the eggs they're not free range. They're not proper eggs. Um, all of our diet is mainly processed carbs, refined carbs. But there still must be some nutrients in those non-organic eggs. And yeah, of course, and actually, of course, non-grass. Of course, of course. But at the same time, what look? What else is in those? What else is in that meat? Hormones. Uh, actually, a lot of people come to us with. In, 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 in our, to, into the clinic and they have a lot of issues with whether it's fertility whether it's uh, something is going wrong okay, let me Some... ask you something Wallahi, let me ask you something because yeah? yeah. it's something that tr- not troubles me and, and sometimes it's a bit frustrating yeah? there's this massive hype about 
you know, organic food, food that's tayyib and wholesome and good, right? Yeah, no. The thing is, but there's, there's 7, 8 billion people in the world, no. right? And most people are eating, well, at least in the Western world, they're eating processed, non-organic, non-wholesome food, right? And they seem to be all right, man. They seem. That's they the, they it, seem to be okay. They seem to be living up to 60, 70, 75, maybe even 80s. And I've just found there's this excessive emphasis on processed foods, is mashing man up, how they're thinking, their testosterone. I'm not saying that it's not happening. Mm. I think there is a scare behind that. Was it? Yeah, there is a scare. There is a scare. But at the same time, there is research coming out that is saying one in three people will get cancer. There is research coming out that uh, the rates of obesity are increasing. There is research coming out that diabetes, like, you know, our, our children will be the first generation to, 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 to be diagnosed with diabetes before they reach a particular age. So there is a problem. But that's more to do with consumption of sugar, consumption of fatty foods. No, no, not only, not only, bro. The the quality of the food. Okay, so for example, the bread. Sugars are found not just in... Not just, you have, you have, you have refined carbs. What those, those, what those, you know, those refined carbs turn into glucose. You have to understand it's not, I'm not, you have to be very, the reason why you have to be very, very careful is because a lot of, a lot of... I think there's a lot of scaremongering. There is, there is, but maybe it's, I think for the benefit of, of people okay yeah because sometimes so there's, a there, there's a muscle there's a muscle but why are vegans so weird in they're, terms of what they're, they're like they're, they're <laughs> really like, you're not vegan I, I don't I'm consider I'm vegan because like I, I said you have I encourage, I encourage a mainly plant based yeah like say for example don't get me wrong there is like butter butter is very good for you but it if is. you can if you can find grass fed organic butter butter has uh, what we call uh, L-arginine you have almonds it has L-arginine what does L-arginine do L-arginine helps to build, helps to burn uh, belly fat yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we had that during, but you yeah. did, almond milk tasted right but I had it too keto do you understand yeah. so look as long as you're having wholesome foods you should be okay as long as you're exercising as long as you're maybe going for maybe you're doing intermittent fasting maybe you're allowing the body to kind of get rid of you know nat- naturally our body creates toxins that's why alhamdulillah we have hijama that's why we have uh, intermittent fasting that's why we have ramadan where you know we fast for the whole month but then again fasting for the whole month and breaking your fast with the, the worst types of foods you did defeating the purpose do you understand so it's, look we should take you know what we should do we should take the we should take the opportunity especially when it comes to ramadan may Allah allow us to reach ramadan okay. uh, we should take these opportunities to actually not just cleanse our spiritual soul Physical as but well. physical so look Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you opportunity say for example you want to eat rubbish okay say for example you let's, let's just say okay eat rubbish the whole year take that month and change your diet do you understand change your diet yeah 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 but so tell me now then what is the cause you know you said was it a flexibility diet flexitarian flexitarian, flexitarian, diet. flexitarian yeah. diet so 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 tell me so, so, some, some of the common things that the Prophet and the companions used to eat okay so the Prophet Sallam, the Prophet would, would love to have barley uh, he would love to have barley bread um, so there's there's a hadith saying that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam his mid time his mid uh, midday would be barley bread, olive oil, vinegar. Um, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, as you know, encouraged the uh, dates. Dates are a superfood. Uh, dates are one of the only foods that have a majority of nutrients. Mm. However, they are very high in calories. But they're very high high in calories as well. Um, I think it was one of the Sahabi as one of the Prophet But that's of, why they're so effective. That's why they're so yeah. Especially for the older generation. Exactly, they, it, and they go straight into the bloodstream as they well. They were abundant, high in calorie, high in sugar, high in energy. Exactly, and it goes straight into the bloodstream as yeah. well. You know, so dates, 
Olive oil, barley bread. Olive oil, olive oil is amazing, bro. Olive oil, brothers, wallahi, olive oil is amazing. Very good for your body, very good for your skin. Do you have it cold or hot? Cold, cold, cold pressed. Have it cold pressed. Is it, true that, is it true that once you warm on, once you... There is, there is. It, it, it loses The research is a bit iffy. Okay. The research is not, it's not conclusive. Okay. Like the research in, in, in the game changer. Okay. Yeah, they came out with a lot of good things, but I think a lot of it is subjective. Hmm. Even like there, there was another. The, Tell us five years what the game changer is. The game changer is a documentary on Netflix, uh, which is kind of taken off. I think it's the best-selling uh, documentary uh, right currently right now, and it basically focuses on an MMA fighter who was who. Oh, he basically locked off meat from. He his, locked off meat, yeah, and he was trying to he, yeah, basically promote heat. It's. I'd advise you to watch it. Don't that. get me wrong. I like. I like the the message behind it, but at the same time, there's certain vegan foods like a vegan burger or a ve- I mean, there's, there's so much chemicals in that. Like I said, okay, if you're gonna eat vegan, have wholesome plants. Don't start, you know, making vegan sauce, vegan sausages and like there's so many ingredients that you can't even pronounce the name of, and uh, it's just because like okay, vegan. Like, if I'm vegan, that means I can have Doritos. If I'm vegan, that means I can have uh, chocolate. No, not chocolate. <laughs> Chocolate's uh, dairy in it. Oh, it's got milk. Yeah, it's got milk in it. Yeah, that's why. Vegan uh, you understand? Just just because being vegan, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're healthy, mm. because you could be vegan and eating a lot of rubbish. Mm. Do you understand? So yeah, you should, yeah. So it's about this a UFC fight, MMA fighter. He was in the UFC as well. Um, he got injured. Like obviously, uh, messed up with his career. He didn't make it. But why are vegans bookie though? What do you mean? But he didn't. Maybe he didn't make it because he's not very good. Not because he was yamming me. But you know what is like. You know they bought. You know it's, they bought a lot of athletes here. They bought, you know what's crazy. They bought a lot of athletes here who were on the top of their game. Don't get me wrong. But how many of the top athletes that we have are actually vegan? Well, Nate Diaz is vegan. Yeah, but I'm talking like on, on let's talk in terms of proportion. Like in terms, do you uh, like say for example, uh, AJ is he methanin? Is yeah, he vegan? No, he's not vegan. Yeah, yeah. Habib ain't, ain't vegan. Yeah, Not to say not to say that vegan isn't good. Yeah. But let's let's be like, We have to be just. Yeah. Let's be balanced. Okay, yeah, we're not extreme. There's a lot of middle you know, class. Alhamdulillah, we're middle. Yeah. We're always <laughs> in the middle path. There's a lot of middle class <laughs> white women that are, that are vegan though. A lot of middle class white women that are vegan. Yeah. So go and be just, so lock it off by being Justin. So there's, so there's, there's much hate in being a vegan. Of course, Akhi, of course. Look, if you can eat whole plants, if you can eat good, and if you can, if you, if you want to eat meat, make it once, like, make it for walimas, make it for Eid al-Adha, make it for occasions, innit? Um, but also make sure that you're active, make sure that you're exercising, make sure that, alhamdulillah, you're cleaning your body, you're, you're trying to help your body because your body already de- detoxifies itself, yeah. but encourage the body to kind of de- you know, detoxify itself by giving it less junk, by putting it, uh, by, by, by putting less burden on your body. Yeah. You know, because if you say, for example, try, if you're always putting burden on, if you're always putting so much burden on your body, then how is it going to help to detoxify itself? Can we at least establish a consensus here? Yeah. The ideological veganism are bookie. Ideological anything. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, do you know what? It's really interesting. Um, obviously, I'm just cracking jokes about vegan, yeah? Because there's, there's loads of memes about how people behave when they're vegans. I was watching a video. They like, force it down your throat. Yeah. Oh, you, are you cruel? You're cruel to animals. This and- is it. This is it. So there was, this, I don't know if you've seen, there's a little short documentary done by Vice where they were doing a protest outside Antler, a restaurant, I believe in, in, is it in Canada or in New York? I'm not sure. Um, and then Joe Rogan brought it onto the podcast to speak to him. Why? Because they were in protest outside his restaurant. Uh, Joe Rogan's restaurant, yeah? Uh, no, no. Outside this man. Okay, he, yeah, his who, restaurant. He has okay, a restaurant yeah, yeah, called yeah, yeah. Antler where okay. he serves meat, but particularly elk and deer and things like that. And they were just giving him a hard time, you know, because they're vegans. And look, I'm just, they didn't look particularly healthy, these people. But, but, they, <laughs> but, 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 but they were very, very... Um, strong, aggressive, and intolerant about how they were communicating um, 
people who consume meat. Imagine just trying to run a business of it's a restaurant amongst other restaurants. Go and do it outside Macadies. Yeah. Yeah. They're causing they're causing much bigger problems than my guy is because he's got he's got a, his own private restaurant. But it's but back to the issue of um how you advocate for uh, uh, organic plant based diet, vegan diet, yeah. We have a very close friend of ours, Shabs, um who came uh, last week um and he's a he's a a meat eater like a lot of us but he said you know i've uh, i've cut out meat big time um in the last month um i called it weird uh yeah yeah and i was like i was like really i was like and what have you found and um he said um he's he's had a long standing shoulder injury he's a big boy six foot four he's a big strong guy he weighs about 120 kilos yeah um, and he was like, my shoulder injury that I never could really shake off. This is after getting treatment from me, hijama, whatever. He said, has reduced. This is the best it's been. He said, because, um, and I said, I know, I understand that consuming meat, especially a lot of Quite meat, has a high inflammatory response yes. in the body. And it can make existing injuries worse because exactly. of its inflammatory response. And he said, so my shoulder is feeling the best it's been, I guess, pre-injury. And I was like, that's mad. And then we had chicken wings that evening. <laughs> and what were you going to say? No, I'm going to say that. Look, I, I think. But, reason... but clearly, there is some really, really good oh, behind it. You know? think, He's think... done it for a month and his shoulder's feeling like, he's feeling great. So no, that can't be a coincidence. Be balanced. Look, I, look I, me personally, I don't like certain people that try to force their opinions. Whether that's, it's, that's what it is. Whether it's religious opinions, yeah, whether it's yeah, fiqh opinions. Yeah, yeah. Brother, alhamdulillah, al has many differences of opinions. Sorry, sorry. If you have an evidence, mm. if you have, like, if you have evidence for your opinion. If there's a basis. If there's, if there's a basis and like, basis. like, look, you have many research in terms of, you know, like that do talk about the benefits of a vegan diet. Mm. And you have some research that do talk about the benefits of, uh, of meat, of a mainly meat diet. Mm. Look, as long as you have your benefits, as long as you're eating whole plant-based foods, whole plant uh, animal-based foods, good quality uh, foods, inshallah, there shouldn't be a problem. But and I've, we should share that information. And we should share. And, look, and, and not everybody is the same. Somebody like, say, for example, look, you're trying to lose weight. So now you've decided to pursue the path of being a keto, uh, a keto on a keto diet. That's right. So not look, every different situations, bro. And I believe being balanced is important. Like I said, even in matters of deen, like some people, like they love to shove their opinions down your throat. Like, brother, relax. Like, methylene, I'll give you an example. On Instagram, yeah? I put up a lot of like pictures of our, like, not quote unquote in it, brother, Sunnah remedies, how are you doing this? Uh, I'm like, brother, like, I'm not saying that I'm some Sheikh or Talib in, but, no, but brother, I disagree with, with, with that. With, with what opinion. you believe is aura. I yeah. don't agree that's an aura, but and you know what cracks me up here? Like, like obviously these brothers, Allah Mubarak, they mean well, they're new to the deen, they may have studied a little it's bit. Imagine, it's like, it reminds me because when I was young. Because yeah, Nabal I... isn't the only opinion. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Nabal isn't the only opinion. And it's like, it will but it just like, I put up a video of AJ and it had music in it, but I, I didn't, um, put, obviously because I know how, anyway, I'm not going to talk about music anyway. Yeah. Um, but I'm saying, okay, yeah, he was obviously haram, yes, haram, no problem, okay, it's haram. And, um, he said to me, brother, you got music on that video. I said, brother, I didn't realize, but Jazakallah khairan, I'm going to mute it because I, because I put it on my stories mm-hmm. and I muted the music because it was from AJ's, um, it was from his Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Ahi, oh, brother, I want to give you advice. May Allah, obviously, may Allah, it always starts off, may Allah put barakah in your business, but I've got an advice for you. But, yeah, the but. Maybe, maybe his, his intention, bro. Alhamdulillah, we are an ummah that we, you know, we, uh, you know, we encourage the good and forbid. Yeah, yeah. And Alhamdulillah, I'm not above nasiha, I'm far from it. But, 
There is a fiqh of commanding the good and forbidding the evil. There's a way. Listen, bro, like say for example, you can't just come up to someone and say, brother, stop smoking. You have to provide an alternative. You know what? Maybe you can do some CBD. It might be good for you. Maybe you can cut down. Like there is, there is maybe, wisdom. Maybe there's some khilaf in smoking. Maybe, yeah. I don't know about that. But anyway, but anyway, look, I'm just saying. Like, is it vegan? Well, let's see science. Let's, let's, let's tell science to provide us with something, can it? Look, okay, look. If, it's, if if something is wrong, and Hamda, you know it's wrong. Maybe you got a weakness with it. Allah mm-hmm. make it easy for you, innit? Yeah. We all have we all have yeah. weaknesses, innit? Sure. But in terms of, like I said to you, in terms of the bashing that I get on Instagram, mm. like the brother might be new to Islam. Like when I say new to Islam, as in Alhamdulillah he just started newly practicing. Newly practicing and Alhamdulillah he's learning high energy. Yeah, high energy, high zeal. Mashallah, you know, reminds me of my young days when I was in uni. Mm. But as you get older, as you study more, as you learn your deen more, you start realizing, you know what? There's other opinions that you learn about. You're thinking, Rare, boy, that's a bit mad. But well, I never knew that opinion, but, he, but you know, it's a valid opinion. You know, Hassan al Basri, oh, you know, he, like the Methodist, mm-hmm. Hassan al Basri, some scholars, they say that he believed that uh, Jumu'ah, uh, that Friday prayer was Fard uh, Kifaya. But obviously, I'm, I'm not saying that that's the case. But I'm saying to you, there are differences of, of opinions. Man. There are there are many differences of, and, and I believe that Islam, our religion, isn't black and white. Yes, there are there are, there, there are black and whites, but there's a big gray. But Alhamdulillah, maybe this is like maybe this is a wisdom from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Maybe it's a mercy, yeah. and I believe it's very very important that we are easy. That we're, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, He loves the slave that is easy going. Yeah. Sometimes because of our overzealousness. We may put people off, whether it's, whether it's hijama, whether it's, you know, adopting a healthier lifestyle, whether it's practicing our religion. Actually, because I've met some brothers who are practicing, actually, and because of their conduct, you're thinking, I don't want to even speak to another practicing brother in my life. Mm-hmm. Because, actually, his, his, his manners and how he carries himself is disgusting. And I've been on trips, actually, in Morocco mm-hmm. with people who are, we consider them to be jahil, mm-hmm. but actually, his manners is, is so on point. How he carries himself. Yes, I'm not excusing the stuff that he might do, but uh, you know what? He, uh, his khuluq and, and our religion is what? His manners. Mm-hmm. You know, it's important, like, uh, relax, bro. Learn your religion before you start, you know, bashing people online. Uh, maybe, maybe the brother might have an opinion. So. Maybe he might follow, whether it's an opinion on, on, on outwardly appearances or whatever it may be, uh, relax, bro. Yeah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like I said, he loves the easygoing slave, you know? Mm. Be easy with the people. Be nice. Be, bro, be approachable. Yeah. Don't be like, you know... Just uh, hammering them, yeah. We haven't got much time left for the podcast, but there is one very quick topic I want to just quickly rocket past, yeah. And maybe it's maybe we can bring it back for uh, episode two, and that is look, you mentioned many times Morocco, yeah, right now. Morocco also is a very prominent, well known tourist destination, alhamdulillah. Right? And it has been, I would say it's one of the first tourist destinations from the Muslim world, right? Which has many frequent visitors from Europe, right? As well as Muslims from Europe as well. So we know, at least in the UK, uh, a lot of lads go to Marrakesh. Yeah. yeah. A lot of lads go to Agadir. It's got even a, 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 another word that rhymes with Agadir, which, which comes yeah, 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 yeah. Now, what kind of effect has tourism had? On the Muslims of Morocco. Okay, so being Moroccan myself, um, and subhanAllah, not just because I'm Moroccan, like, alhamdulillah, I've had the opportunity to travel around the world. Mm. Uh, genuinely, I believe that, alhamdulillah, Morocco is a beautiful country. It is. And we've been, yeah, we've yeah, been. So been, so you've yeah, like, no, we've, we've, we've done road trips. Alhamdulillah, yeah. so you know Morocco is a very beautiful country. Alhamdulillah, beautiful. people are very kind, people are very hospitable. Lovely. And Blanca, Fez, Rabat, Mecca, Have you been to Tanzan? No, we've yeah. been to um, Ifran. 
Um, uh, we've only not done Tangier and we've not done uh, um, uh, Agadir. Agadir, okay. Yeah. There's only two we've not done. Okay, there's so many. There's 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 waterfalls in in Morocco. There's a place called Aksho. Mm. Okay, this if you if you can go onto YouTube and see the images from this place, you'd never ever think you think from a movie. Really? Okay, well, amazing, beautiful, very scenic. And to be honest, look, I, I, I'm being Moroccan, I think Morocco, and I advise people that haven't been to Morocco to actually visit Morocco. Um, in terms of your question, what but effect... But that's not why the, 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 the predominant tourism from Morocco is... Yeah, not all the man in the moment, Atlas Mountains. No, 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 look, look, okay, look, you have to understand, yeah, there is that side to Morocco, yeah? However, um, you have to understand where there is a considerable amount of poverty in a particular country. This could be Morocco. I, when I went to, um, I went, I used to work for a charity part time and we went to, um, Jordan and there was a refugee camp when uh, the Syria conflict first happened. Mm-hmm. And anytime you find poverty, unfortunately, or some element, there's poverty in, in every society, but where you do find poverty, you find a lot of people, especially certain men, who might exploit uh, certain situations. So they were coming into the refugee camps and they were marrying... Uh, and using them as prostitu- prostitution. Yeah, and they could even maybe be a prostitution, and yeah. which is quite sad. Some of them marrying them and essentially keeping them a slave. Yeah, yeah. It's basically, yeah, or he'll marry her for three weeks and then he'll divorce her. Yeah, yeah. There is that, con- there is, you know, some uh, occurrences where there have been men or lads that do go to Morocco, certain parts of Morocco. There's, you'll find it maybe in Agadir or certain parts of Marrakesh. Me personally, when I go, and this is honest, and me being like honest, I don't see that. I don't see that side. I go to Jamal Al Fana. I go to many places. Maybe it's the places that I visit because I don't go looking for it. Yeah, I didn't. See so that. I didn't see that stuff. Didn't see that. But and we and we went out there with with our eyes peeled to see. Where, yeah, where yeah. You're thinking, madness. yeah, you're gonna go there. You're gonna see red light district. No, no, Alhamdulillah, that's not the case. Didn't see it, bro. And this is, you know, this is society. Unfortunately, like like I said, where you find an element of, uh, you know, the the poor or poverty in a particular place, you will find unfortunate people that will travel from from London, that will travel from the UK, from all around the world to come and exploit. Mm. But Alhamdulillah, from what I know, a lot of that is being cleaned up. Mm. Um, a lot of that now there is a bit of tightness that is like mm. that is kind of monitoring it. Um, tourism on Morocco has had a, a positive effect. Um, and alhamdulillah, you know, it's, it's good that way for people because when people do come, a lot of people see a side of Islam that they wouldn't see typically anywhere else because already you have this perception. I'm talking about non-Muslims going to Morocco. They see how, alhamdulillah, how generous Muslims are, mm. um, you know, how, how hospitable they are, how kind they are. Mm. Um, so it has had a good effect. Okay. Also, there has been the negative effect, as we know, mm. in terms of increase of certain fawahish. Yeah, yeah. But generally speaking, when I go there, I don't see that side. Maybe that is a small percentage, but alhamdulillah, when I go there, I see a lot of khair. Um, many people have become Muslims and actually settled in Morocco. Alhamdulillah. A lot of French brothers, they come to Morocco, they, settle, they get married, alhamdulillah. And for me, it's not an issue of like, I don't have issue actually like with, uh, you know, uh, brothers going to Morocco and getting married. Like one of my friends who's Bangudi, uh, his brother, Allah Mubarak, he's married to a Moroccan sister, alhamdulillah, happily, no problems. It's not an issue. But the issue is when you're going there, you know, like as a Muslim, like let's talk morally, you know, alhamdulillah, as Muslims, we have morals. Mm. For sure. Like, you know, if you go for an intention of getting married, it doesn't work out. You know, you have certain circumstances that you want to, you know, this is what I can do, this is what I can't do. Mm. And it doesn't work out. Qadr Allah, it doesn't work out. Mm. But for you to go there with the intention of, you know what, I'm going to exploit certain, certain, these are your sisters. Yeah, use these women. Yeah, yeah, use these women. Like from, 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 from a non-Muslim, they don't know better. And, and under the, are we talking about here, let me just be very clear, under the premise of marriage or are we talking prostitution? Prostitution, bro. Yeah, prostitution. Go, go out there. Prost- and even marriage as well, bro. And even marriage as well. That, that, you know, a lot of men do go over there and they might not... Look, it's, as long as you're sincere 
Like you don't want that to be done to your sister. Look, yeah, we know certain things happen. It might not be, it might not work out for the best, your circumstance, your situation. But obviously, look, as long good, we have a saying in Morocco, good intentions bring about good outcomes. Mm. Bad intentions bring about bad um, outcomes. For sure. So it's not just Morocco. Like I said, it's only because I'm Morocco. What you're talking about? Yeah. This no, pat- pat- you have Jordan. Yeah. Uh, you have uh, many places in the world where people do go. Now we have Bosnia. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. There's a lot of, like because now the people find out that Bosnia is a beautiful country. It's amazing. Yeah. So you might have people from the Khalid that might go over. Want to get married to a Bosnian sister, mm. but. Do you understand? So we yeah. look at the end of the day, we have to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, just be responsible. Be responsible. Look, remember that this, the, I just want to finish it on this, you know, if you don't have more time, nah, that the, really, the, yeah. there was a boy who came over to the Prophet and he said, Ya Rasulullah, give me permission to do zina. Mm. Yeah. Is it him, would you like it to be done to your mom? Would you like yeah, it to be done to your, you know, the famous yeah, hadith? The famous, famous and obviously he made dua, he put his hand on his chest and he made dua and he said it became the hated thing to me and I've never done it since then. Mm. So, um, look, Morocco is an amazing country. I advise brothers and Muslims, non-Muslims, Go and visit Morocco. See three what places. Lock, let's lock it off. Let's conclude the phone. So your, your, your recommendation. Th- your recommendation. Three places to go in Morocco. It's going to be tough, uh, isn't it? Tanja. Tanja. Yeah. Okay. yeah, Marrakesh, of yeah. course. And uh, you know what? You have a place in uh, Saidiya. Beautiful. Like, like summer. It's a summer place. A nice, beautiful summer place. Like, well, to be honest, it's hard to narrow down the whole of Morocco to three places. Of course. I, like, Casablanca, for me personally, is more work. It's, it's an industrial city. I wouldn't yeah. go, I wouldn't go to Casablanca because it reminds me of London. Yeah, yeah. We didn't like it. We, we love Fez. Yeah, Fez, Fez has got, you know what? Morocco's has got a re, it's re, you know what I love about Morocco? Yeah, Dubai is nice. I've been to Dubai. Dubai is nice. It's very kind of like, you can take your family there. My family, they, they enjoy Dubai. It's accommodating for families. Yeah, for families, and especially if you go with your missus and the kids. But with Morocco, Morocco is special. Not like I said, not because I am Morocco, I'm Moroccan. It has a lot of history. Like going to Spain, Andalus. Of course, bro. There's a lot of history there. Like how how who, how, many, how Islam came to Morocco. Many of the campaigns were from Morocco. Morocco. Like you had the Morabitoun, yeah. you had the Dawlat Morabitoun, and how you have Ribat as well. Yeah, and the history is amazing. Yeah, and a lot yeah. of even Moroccans they don't know that history. Like how Islam came, and you have Yusuf ibn Tashfin, and how he started the little movement, course, and how Islam spread to Africa all the way down. So you had Senegal, you had all the way down into Central Africa. It's amazing. So that's why you even see the oldest university in the world. Where is it? Yeah. Fes. Yes. Al-Qarawin. Yeah, but, yeah. And subhanAllah, who, who opened it? Believe it was a woman. Yes. That's right. That's right. You know how they say Islam is oppressive to yeah, women. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. first university I think was opened by a woman, Fatima. Yeah. I think her name was Fatima. Yeah, we prayed there. It was beautiful. So, 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 so uh, Tangier, Marrakesh and... And Saidiya. yeah. You also have Ifren. Ifren's beautiful in the winter. It's like a ski resort. Yeah, that's what we went there for. Yeah, yeah, it's nice, actually. Beautiful. I went there. It was like we were in there. Monkeys and that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was warm and the masjid had snow. Yeah, subhanAllah. Yeah. Actually, that's Morocco. Look, Morocco, if you want desert, a lot of even Western people, they think Morocco is desert. If you want desert, you can find desert. If you want greenery, you go to the north. If you want, uh, like you said, resort, ice resorts, you go to Ifren. Mm. Amazing, actually. Alhamdulillah. You have a blue Shif Shawan. It's, they call it the blue city. It's in the mountains. It's just blue. Many places. It is beautiful. It is a beautiful country. It is. It is beautiful. Alhamdulillah, everybody's welcome to Morocco. Alhamdulillah, you can come with me, inshallah, next inshallah, time. Inshallah, inshallah. Yeah, that'd be good, inshallah. Yeah, definitely, Akhi, man. Inshallah. It was a pleasure having you on. Allah, my honor. Real, real, real pleasure. Yeah. Real pleasure. And, uh, but look, you know, every podcast we end with, yes. there's three offers. 
I don't know if you ever made it to the end of a podcast. No, I didn't. No, no, no. no that's fine. I'm not even a finish. Like that. <laughs> that makes it. That makes it even more exciting. That makes it even more better. But now, because I, because I know how health conscious you are, yeah. I don't know how you're going to respond to these things. Yeah. Because you, you, I'm assuming you're someone who doesn't want to be injured. I know some of you have beautiful teeth, mashallah. So basically, you offer all our guests three things, actually. Yeah? <laughs> so an arm wrestle, yeah. a thumb wall. Yeah. They have to try this Bengali delicacy called ban. What is it? It's like it's like it's vegan. Okay, okay. So there is a beetle nut. Yes. And then there is uh, this leaf, beef. which is acacia leaf. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we have some uh, crushed and dried rose petal. Okay. Um, which gives it like a aniseed sweet flavor. Mm-hmm. And then um, <laughs> and then you have that. Yeah. And then so you wrestle? get crunk. Now I'm joking. For more. Arm wrestle. Let me go for arm wrestle. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, cool. Right, so you're allowed to hold this? Okay, okay. You're allowed to hold that? Shall I give you a countdown? Count it down, brother. Okay, brothers. Three, two, one. Meat vs. plants is happening. Meat vs. plants. Come on, boys. It's good. Oh, it's tight. Let's do some more running commentary. Oh, yeah, the acacia tree's coming back. Evangelia. Oh, oh look, the, the house is falling apart. It's thunder. Oh. <laughs> Alhamdulillah, brothers, that was, that, was, that was very entertaining. Oh, I was close, Alhamdulillah. Sorry, Akhi, man. The whole, the whole mic is falling apart. Yeah, this is good. That was tough. MashaAllah, brother. Everybody, brothers are strong. I think, I think that was a demonstration of how there's benefits in both diets. Alhamdulillah, in a balance. That's right, yeah. yeah. You have mayonnaise, butter, and donut. And then you, have, then you have organic, wholesome foods. Alhamdulillah. This is good, MashaAllah. Brothers and sisters, that was all for today. Akhi, Zakmullah khair, may Allah bless you. Uh, for those of you who are watching from North America, subscribe to the Mad Mom Looks channel. You can listen to this podcast on all the audio platforms. Just search for the Mad Mom Looks. UK, Europe, and everywhere else. You can watch it on YouTube. Subscribe to the Five Pillars channel. Leave a comment. Share this video. And that is all for this week. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Black Brothers Podcast. Five Pillars of Mad Mom Looks production.